Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to 1500 ESPN Live at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackie and Joe. Welcome back to the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, uh, where we have now increased the amount of chances you get on the putting green to three because we have one made putt in the first hour and two hours. Hour, the first hour. Although you and I didn't really make any either in the. I tried 12 and lipped one out. It's yeah. a tough putt. So if you are within earshot and you're here in the golf show and you only got one shot earlier. Yeah. Come on back. In fact, hold on. Before you putt, sir, 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 sir. <laughs> you're right in his backswing. No, hold on. It's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. The next person to make a putt wins a putter from second swing. Ooh. A putter from second swing. Pressure. Yep. So a it's wedge. a wedge. Whatever. Make, make wins something wedge. cool from second swing. <laughs> Look uh, at this clutch putt. Here it is. Is the speed right? No, it's off. Oh, a little bit to the I'm right. I'm telling you, it's a tough putt. That's a good two putt, though, sir. It's a good two putt. So, yeah, those of you in the fringes here, we're, we're bonus prize. You win a wedge. If you next person to sink a putt wins a wedge. Uh, let's get to our accountability session and then write that down predictions live from the golf show. Uh, Dave, you had nothing come off the board, so you are unscathed this week. Let's go to our guest predictions. A couple came off the board. I believe Matthew Collar had these two predictions. He said incorrectly that Belichick would be head coach of the Giants in 2018. Uh, he was also incorrect. Ooh, I, I was think swinging for the fence. It was. Well, you know, they can draw some you know, Patriots follow. It was during the time where that Patriots story came out. Still. Uh, but here, but here's yeah. one that was incorrect, and I don't think we need to survey the masses. He predicted that the Vikings would hire an offensive coordinator that more than 50% of Vikings fans will dislike. I think it's pretty universal <sighs> that people love John, the yeah. John Filippo yes. hire here. Yes. Um, let's see. Judd predicted correctly that Randy Moss would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. A little sharp single for him there. Mm-hmm. And I predicted incorrectly that the Twins would sign you Darvish and that the Twins would sign a new starting pitcher before last weekend. But I was correct... I, th- I think unless they win the Big Ten tournament, in which case I guess we'll revisit, that the Gophers... No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're right. Yes. No, I'm... I was buzzing the Gophers <laughs> winning the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I said the Gophers will miss the NCAA tournament if Reggie Lynch is out for the rest of the year, and that is a they will. check swing off the fists <laughs> that the third baseman overruns, yes. falls, and can't get it to first. It's okay. Sometimes when your batting hey. average is low, you just got to drop a bunt on the third baseline. I hear you. So uh, with that, the updated batting averages and slugging percentages look like this. 
the guest predictors, which you're going to be one today, Chris, are batting 250. I suck at this. Well, <laughs> apparently all the other guest predictors do as well. Yeah, Although 250 good. is a higher batting average than last year. The listeners are batting 500 right now. Mm. Dave is off to a great start, batting 429, slugging 1,000. Judd off to a rare great start, 353, slugging 640. Not sustainable. And I am still hungover from my championship last year with a 167 average and only one extra base hit. So let's do this. Let's start with Chris. Actually, because we forgot this last week, let's start with the listener predictions. Okay. Write this down from Thomas. Okay. Thomas F. via email. Write that down. And if you are a listener and you want to submit a write that down prediction, anytime during the week, just email us, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. And swing hard. The subject line, write that down. Swing hard. Well, a couple of these are definitely, I mean, if you're, if you're going to get on once, you might as well be a home run swing, right? Here's one from Thomas. Before the end of the season, Andrew Wiggins, who shot 14% in a game last week, will shoot worse than 14% in a game at some point between now and the end of the regular season. Dude, all right, math for me. Give me what's what it are, was two what of two of fourteen, so that he will shoot so worse one than one of seven, one of twelve, boy, one of ten. That's. That's a swing. That's He's a, that's a hard swing. perfectly capable, trust me. And then uh, oh, Drew V predicts that you Darvish will miss at least 50% of this season on the disabled list. That something will happen to you Darvish and he'll yeah, miss well. at least so he'll miss at least, I don't know. What? Like half of his starts, we'll say half how, of his starts. How many starting pitchers at the beginning of a season end up doing exactly that? Probably one in 9, one in 8. Oh boy. Well, I, I believe 10? the number now is that that half of the pitchers in baseball spend time on the disabled list and 25% undergo Tommy John. Oh, so, okay, so more than that then, okay. So it's, it's, it's becoming pretty crazy. Right. Let's start with Chris Long here. Why don't you lead us off with one of your three predictions? Write this down. Uh, uh, let's see. I kind of will, you know, I don't want to go for the single and say the Wild are going to make the playoffs. I will say this, that the Wild will win their first round playoff series. Okay. And so you're, it's it's kind of a parlay in that you're saying they get to the playoffs. They're going to make it. That yeah, and that I, I'm going to swing a little harder and say that they're going to win their first round series, and not included in that. I think it's going to be against Vegas. So they're going to beat Vegas in the first round. I think it's going to be an eight-one. Well, not really an eight-one, a four-one, I suppose, in this new format. I will just say they're going to win their first round playoff series. Okay. So do you want the Vegas part in? No, because the bracket may not work out. Because that way. the Vegas part makes it a home run. No, no, because just I don't, I don't, they may not play them, and I'd rather have my whatever you want to value that okay. as that they're going to win a series. Okay. David? Say it's already at least extra bases, maybe a triple even. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be favored against whoever they play. They might not get in, and they won't be favored. So it's for sure a double. Right. We can negotiate more. I'll take that. Yeah. I'm going to go Wolves here. They've played, what, 61 games, 36-25 right now heading into the All-Star break. Uh, out of the last 21 games, they will win at least a dozen of them. They will win at least 12 of the last 21 and uh, lock up that third seed in the Western Conference going to the playoffs. Write it down. You like writing things down. If they could go 12-9, and nine, down the stretch, and what would that? What, what are they at? Thirty-six. So that'd be forty-eight. I think a forty-eight win season Correct. for them. Yeah, that would be. Their schedule is ridiculous. It's Golden State and Houston, and it's like multiple games against those teams. They get an at Portland in there. But might those teams start resting people because Golden State and Houston, let's face it, are going to finish. Although yeah. Houston's tighter to Golden State than I than I'm thinking they are, aren't they? Anyway, 
Uh, I, I, my guess is Houston finishes with the number one seed. Ooh. Because Houston. Write that down. up right now. All right. <laughs> write it down. Write that down. Houston finishes with the number one seed in the Western. I don't even know where. I think, I think they're in second right now. Houston's yes. a half game up. Oh, they're half oh, game they up. Oh, they are. See, that's four and 13 versus okay. 44. Hey, we have a made putt here. Give that man a wedge. Congratulations. That's we now have. This is, a, this is the tough conditions. The stint meter is off the charts in front of the 1500 ESPN broadcast booth. Yeah, we rolled it. Now it's, it's running quick. Uh, so there it is. All right, Houston. Because I, I think Houston. See, that's the thing. Not watching that part of the standings, I knew it was close. I didn't know they led. Well, but, but here's the thing. Like, Golden State is in the fourth year of their dynasty. They're no longer a – and they've already set the, the NBA record for wins in a season. It doesn't matter – it really doesn't matter if they're a two-seed or a three-seed. Just be ready for the playoffs. Houston is still in prove-it mode. Yeah. So, so Houston is more likely to throttle down the last 21 games than Golden State. So, uh, so Houston will finish above Golden State. Back to Dave. Or, no, I'm sorry, back to Chris. Back to me. Break this down. I'm searching for – a good one here. I get a good odds email, so I'm trying to find something that, that follows some, some decent odds. Um, by the way, the Timberwolves odds. Let's see. Chris Long came unprepared for the right I did. down segment. T- Timberwolves today. odds to uh, win the NBA championship 30 to 1. That's not a. Come on, swing for the fences. Yeah, no, you might not get another no. Friday crack for a while here. No. Um, How about Wolves get to the Western Conference Finals? No. Nah, Which see, they'd have to beat but, either Golden yeah, State or. Yeah, and that's just not going to happen. Um. Uh, I'll do this. Um, Three. Can look, two. Come back to me. Come back to me. I was woefully unprepared. I apologize. Dave, Dave, Dave go. Come back to me. Yeah, I know. Sorry, that's for you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this one's simple. What Lindsay happens is I, I thought this was an hour later. This this segment, I for some reason had in my head that it was at noon, not at 11. I thought I had time. <laughs> Lindsey Vaughn races in the Super G today. She wins gold. Lindsey Vaughn wins gold in I the like Super that. G. Okay. Uh, write this down. The Vikings... We'll sign Kirk Cousins. Ooh. See, you're not going to get enough credit for that, but that's a good okay. pull. That's it's a, a good it's pull. A, it's at least a double because there's a bunch of teams in on him, and the Vikings have Bridgewater, and they love Bridgewater. So the Vikings will sign Kirk Cousins. Write it down. Back to Chris. So I, do write I, it do down. Two do here, I, or am I just now third in the you, you could just go one. Let's do this and one. And then come back I, around. I'm going to take this. This is a good solid single because I need one. Maybe it's a double. I don't know, just because of the size of the field. We're going to get the hot new name in auto racing. Will really leap onto the radar this weekend. Chase Elliott will win the Daytona 500. Ooh. Is that Bill's kid? It is. So, so it always makes you feel old when like the guy Well, you... so Dale Jr. just retired. So now you've got another next generation are coming right in to fill the void up from a likable, not certainly not as legendary as, sure. as Dale Earnhardt, but uh, yeah, Bill Elliott was, was very well liked. Uh, David? All right, final one. Write this down. Phil, it's about you, but you can listen to this, all right? Oh, I have God. faith that you won't take my prediction and just decide to go against just to stick it in my face. Tomorrow's 53-floor step climb, you will have to take a break and probably lean against the rail. You will feel like hell on Sunday, but you will not sit down, and you will finish all 53 flights of stairs. So Phil will finish all 53 See, flights of stairs. Without sitting down at any point. And okay. You're betting on heart there. I am. <laughs> I'm betting on the cause means that much more to So him. the knee or buttocks cannot touch the stairs. He can pause, he can stop, he can lean. Unless he falls down. If he stumbles sure, and falls yes. down, but it gets right back up, that does not go against What me. constitutes, so is a knee, so if I, t- if I go down to a knee, no, you're, if a butt cheek hits the ground. It's like 
it's your it like the catch roll in the NFL. I just survived the ground. You're a running back. Okay. You will not be down <laughs> by contact at any point. If you trip, you can get back up. Yeah. If your knee yes. or buttocks hits with intent. Okay. Neither will stay down for more than let's say four seconds. Okay. All right. Um, write this down. I've been doing a bunch. Just I'm I'm much more in on the Olympics now than I was maybe a week ago. I've got the Olympic spirit here. And so, gentlemen, on Saturday. In the women's skeleton, what in the world are you Austrian doing here? Austrian legend Janine Flock oh, will win the gold medal. I've got her on my fantasy team. Janine, yep, exactly. She's a high, high. I think she's going uh, average draft position number two in the women's skeleton snake draft. Janine Flock will win the gold in the women's skeleton tomorrow, or whenever that would be. <laughs> Whenever they do it. So this, I think it would be Sunday winter. for us, but tomorrow for them, yes. All right. All right, Chris, uh, finish us off. Uh, I'll go one that's going to be long-term. We'll have to check back in the fall here. Uh, free agent J.D. Martinez will win baseball's home run title. So the home run derby or the like, end of the season? He will have the okay. end of the season. He doesn't have a team right now as spring training begins. He's going to win the home run title. Here's the funny thing about J.D. Martinez. Which so. means Stanton and Judge have to get injured. But whatever, I'm going with no, it. I, don't, I mean, he hit like 45 homers in five months last year, mm-hmm. so he was he was in the mix. But, but he is prime example number one of what's wrong on the player's end of these free agent standoffs. Absolutely. So apparently Boston offered him, and he's like 31 years old, or th- 30. 30. Let's call him 30. 30. So Boston, and he's missed 80 games the last two years, and he's basically just a totem pole with a glove in the outfield. And he's he's a great hitter who's not good defensively, and he misses a bunch of games. And Boston still offered him $125 million over five years. And there's a report that he's mad at them for playing hardball. It's like, wait a second. What? Are there five other teams begging to give you more than five years $125 million? That's your market, dude. He's baseball Shaq. I just stand there and swing. Right. I don't need to worry about being healthy. That's fine. Um, All right, Mackie and Judd with Chris Long in for Judd at the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. All new, by the way, in 2018. This is one of our favorite events of the year every single year. Uh, There's a nine-hole mini putt area, and uh, you're being asked to make a small donation benefiting the first tee of the Twin Cities. It's for a good cause. And also, the course of the day at 1500 ESPN is giving away free beer at 4 o'clock. Free beer. It's the River Valley Golf Trail. And uh, they're helping you with happy hour here in a few hours. So we got plenty more. We're going to get into some more Vikings quarterback discussion. Dave's got some questions coming up in about 15 minutes. It's Mackie and Judd with Chris Long in for Judd. This is the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show live on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd. Judd's, uh, Judd's in Chicago. He's not, not a big golf guy, but Chris is. And Chris Long is here from Five Eyewitness News. Doesn't mean I'm good. But. And right, I mean that's me too. I mean, I, I if I shoot a 90, 95, then I've I've had a good day yeah. and uh, and a few beers. And one of the cool things about today, so our, our course of the day partner today, uh, is offering free beer at four o'clock. They're taking care of happy hour at the River Valley Golf Trail booth, which is just across from us. Uh, 1500 ESPN is the first thing you see when you walk in. And the general manager is with us here, Daniel Hall. And we were just talking during the break, so. Explain to our audience, first of all, if they, if they aren't familiar with the three golf courses on the trail, why they should be starting this golf season. That is just unbelievable. You've got to talk, <laughs> talk about the River Valley Golf Trail and what we do. Uh, we are located in Red Wing Golf Course, uh, Red Wing, Minnesota. We've got Clifton Highlands in Prescott, and then Cannon Falls. We have Gopher Hills. 
three beautiful golf courses dating back almost over a hundred years with the Red Wing facility and uh, we got so many great things going on right now like he said we are located right across the booth I'm sorry his his booth 1500 ESPN here in uh, River Valley Golf Trail three great golf courses and uh, it's all about the experience guys it's about the experience bringing in the golf course the golf industry what you do these days you can't just be a golf course anymore yeah. you got to be more than that you got to be at the restaurant you got to be the events you got to be the bar i was talking about our sleek looking bar this year bar 19 lo located at red wing golf course 70 inch ultra high definition 4k tvs all over the bar you've got the usb power outlets around the bar you got the whole golf course experience uh what we look to do we look to add on to the experience with everything we do from the customer service to the cleanliness of our operations inside and out um, the details it's all about what we do um, do we have five-star golf courses are we the best in the country by no means are we that but what we look to do and perfect is our customer service bring the people in talking to you how was your round what are you looking to do today and uh, we love to do what we do because we have a passion about what we do we love the people and it's all about bringing on the experience and catering to the people that come to us it's it's fantastic. I love what I do, and so does our staff. Uh, uh, we have great, uh, great new staff this year. We got Mr. Ken Bramhall at Clifton Highlands Golf Course. Uh, we got Mr. Paul Byron um, at Red Wing Golf Course, and we have uh, Mr. Ben Bauer at uh, Gopher Hills. So, um, you guys, get, you guys got to come down and experience what we do this year. And, I love that part of the state, by the way. It's just an well, awesome part of the state. And I was going to say that because you sort of think of cabin culture, and everybody that's in the Twin Cities sort of just projects north where we know about the lakes and we know about the northeast and there's some great golf trail-esque things yeah. in both of those areas but you guys are trying to steer people to also look south more i mean of course it's kind of the cliche thing but you were talking a little bit about you know don't just go and play one but the whole idea with the trail is you come down and make a long weekend out of it of course yep and that's why we have uh, a partnership with uh, the hotel group uh, american and nichols and lake city Hastings and Red Wing. Uh, they have new, newly renovated hotels. Uh, they, they spent uh, upwards of half a million dollars into their properties in Red Wing. And so you get a night, night stay, unlimited golf with cart, continental breakfast, the jacuzzi, the hot tub, the pool, the whole nine yards, continental breakfast for just under $80 a guy per night. Mm -hmm. And that's unlimited golf the day you arrive to the day you leave. So, so I want to hear more too about uh, about the Red Wing course because that because that is that's a hundred years old as you mentioned off the top of the segment. Yep. Is that one of the more historic? That has to be one of the more historical courses in the state, right? It is. It is. It dates back to about 105 years old, and uh, it was originally nine holes, um, and uh, it was you know one of the oldest courses not only in the state but in the country, and uh, there's a lot of rich history there. And uh, the community loves it. It's supported it for over 100 years. And um, the gentleman I work for, Mr. Holst, he purchased it last, uh, uh, just almost two years ago. And he, he, he saw the vision because they were looking at closing it. And uh, he just, he was really tied to the community. And Too much history. Yeah, you can't close that. You can't. You can't. And too often these days, golf courses are closing. They're becoming developments. They're becoming something else other than a golf course. And you can't do that anymore. You've got you to gotta involve yourself with the community and everything. Thing that's about and there's so many rich history I talked I talked to a gal this last season and uh, she has Alzheimer's and she kept calling me midnight one o'clock in the morning two o'clock and saying Daniel Daniel I got a hole in one yesterday you got to make sure the paper talks about it and I said <laughs> I said class I talked to you 
the other day. I know you got your hole-in-one. We'll get it in the paper. And she's in her 90s. And then she got that hole-in-one back in, like, 1960. Wow. She's, wow. Hey, if I ever had one, I'd talk about it for <laughs> yeah, 30 years, exactly. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what, what I think some of the things you're hitting on here, too, we always think of competition for your for – your, if you're a fan of sports or you're a golfer, whatever it is you do. And we think of the professional teams in the Twin Cities competing against each other. Like, if I only have X amount of dollars to spend in a month, but golf courses are competing for that same entertainment dollar, right? Yes. If I've got a budget and I want to go to a Wolves game or a Twins game, it might cut into my... So if you're a golf course, you're not just competing against other golf courses. You're competing against people's, essentially, their hobby budgets. And so you can't just roll the, you know... The tee box is out, and you have to be more, which is which. I like what you're saying. You, you do, and for me, you look at uh, any marketing experiences online nowadays. People are talking about the experience. Let's not, you know, let's not spend all this money on a one-time thing. Let's build on the experience and spend the money, and that's something that's going to make memories. And for us, we're 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 affordable, which is great for people so you can come and golf and play 18 holes for as little as twenty-five, thirty dollars round, but it's more than that. You're getting the experience inside and out. Like I said, the, the moment you come on, you come on in. And so to me, um, there's a lot more than what we do than just a golf course. And, and you, as I gave you these customized bottled water right here and um, the golf balls that you see, these customized uh, Volvic uh, um, super, <laughs> you know, the bright fluorescent. Uh, oh, Kermit Green. It's pretty good for Chris and I, actually. I, exactly. And we're all about having fun. You can come to our booth right now and you can throw some bags and w win some of these golf balls. And we have fire pits and uh, we're looking at doing some really cool things in this season. And you, you talk about competition and everybody. And we love our neighbors. We love everybody that's next to, next to us. We got Mount Frontenac right here today. You got Digger and, you know, Mississippi Nationals here. And we, we love to compete, but uh, we support everybody too. Let me, let me back up to what you said just to make sure I heard it right. You come and stay for the night and you can play unlimited the day arrival day and the day after? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, we need to do this. Yes. <laughs> this, will be, this will be on our checklist here for sure. And by the way, uh, we have just a minute here left. We're talking about the River Valley Golf Trail. And a, and a little birdie told us that at 4 o'clock, there's a little happy hour action going going on here inside of the... Do you the, like beer? Oh, let me think for a second. It sounds yeah. like the River Valley Golf yes. Trail is very plugged yeah. into the social <laughs> side of golf, and I like this. So, so let me think. So if you come to the convention center around 4 o'clock and you like beer, I'm doing the math on this, you can go over to the River Valley uh, Golf Trail area and you can get beer. River Valley Golf Trail, beer, fun, experience. Awesome. I mean, what more can you ask for, guys? Awesome. That's Daniel Hall. He's the GM, and you can see him roaming around here, too, I'm sure, for uh, for the rest of the day. Thanks for coming over. Thank Good you, stuff. gentlemen. RiverValleyGolfTrail.com for yes. more information. RiverValleyGolfTrail.com, $199 membership for this year. Um, go, on, go on the website, purchase it. We'll see you soon, folks. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Dave, what's coming up next in questions of significance? Back into the wolves a little bit, and I'm going to ask you both to give an honest critique of each other's golf games. Wow, okay. All right, that's coming up next, <laughs> live from the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, and plenty more on Vikings quarterback. We're going to get Chris's thoughts on that. Mackie and Judd with Chris Long in for Judd. Live on 1500 ESPN, Four. it's the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. Fun day so far here at the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. 
presented by us, 1500 ESPN. Chris Long is in for Judd. And just an update, if you're, if you're listening, this is this is one of our favorite events of the year, and uh, and we help organize it, and thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. If you're looking for a golf fix, the next three days at the Convention Center Hall B are the place to be until 7 o'clock tonight, 9 o'clock until 7 o'clock tomorrow, and 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, this is the largest selection of golf apparel in the Midwest as well, maybe even in the country, with 23,000 square feet of golf merchandise. And you can get a lot of stuff for under 20 bucks. So if you're looking to revamp your golf wardrobe... I will be doing that in about... 90 minutes. Exactly. So if your score still sucks, but you're looking, maybe you want to look better shooting 110, this is also the place to be. Uh, Dave Harrigan is in the studio with some questions of significant importance. Let's start with the Wolves, boys. Jimmy Butler not one to shy away from giving an honest opinion, as we know, and that was certainly the case last night after the game. Wolves kind of slept through three quarters and came back. To beat the Lakers, but those first three quarters, Jimmy wasn't happy with. Here's what he said. Really pisses me off a lot of the time because I know how good we can be when we decide to play hard. But um, we think that we're, we're so good on paper that we can just go through the motions. And um, we don't ever want to let it get to where it's too big of a hole where we can't get ourselves out of it. Um, luckily tonight, um, we, we got to turn it around. Guys got to want to play hard. Um, guys got to want to guard. Guys got to want to do what coach is asking us to do on both ends of the floor. At the end of the day, um, they can put all these schemes up on that whiteboard over there and tell us what to do, but it's on us if we want to do it. Uh, coming back from this break, we need to look at each other um, in the mirror ourselves and, and say, you know, I have to do better. I have to do this better and come back ready to roll. The question is simple, gentlemen. If the Wolves fix it, what's the result in the playoffs? If they don't fix it, what's the result in the playoffs? So that's a that's a fun question, and it goes in it goes in with something that the TNT crew said after the game. I can't remember which one it was, but someone said they don't think the Timberwolves, as impressive as they've been and as good as they are, they don't think was, the Timberwolves. Kenny Smith. Okay, said like they it's not a team that's constructed or the way they're constructed that can make a deep playoff run. To which I would say, um, okay, how many teams other than the one LeBron is on? Houston right now and Golden State are truly constructed to make a deep run. There's three teams that can win the championship this year because I don't think Boston can unless Gordon Hayward comes back and can and can integrate into that team. So, yeah, like, no, I agree. They aren't constructed or don't play good enough defense to win the championship, but only three teams and maybe even two. It yeah. might be LeBron and Golden State. might be the only two teams that can win the championship. James Harden might be able to will Houston into – beating Golden State, and then I think that they can handle The question is, I mean, so to answer questions, question, questions, worst case is they come out and just are outmatched. Now, Oklahoma City, I think, scares me because I think they're a team that has another gear and might sort of be sleepwalking a little bit. And remember, they revamped their whole lineup, and it's taken them, you know, till very recently to sort of figure out how it's all going to work. And I think they're getting it. Uh, a lot of people made a, a lot of the Wolves' success against Oklahoma City this year, but it all happened early on. So if they don't figure it out, they get knocked out by Oklahoma City in the first round. That would be, I think that's going to be a really, if, if those two teams play the Wolves in Oklahoma City, a really fun, fun like six or seven game series. Yeah. And, and if you can get the home court and play that game seven at Target right. Center, that'd be super fun. If the Wolves do figure it out, I think they lose a second round series to yeah. Golden State or Houston, but that's a victory. I mean, get into the playoffs was goal one. And yes, we've revised that now that they're not a six seed. They're a three seed or a four seed. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I worry about that matchup with Oklahoma City. Um, Dave Harrigan, it's been, what time is it, 11.35? It's Correct. been two and a half hours here, and I have not right. ripped Andrew Wiggins yet. <laughs> what did I write Do I right get here? an award for this? What did I write right here yeah, as Jimmy I... Butler was talking? We need to do this. We need to do that. So, we, who's yeah. we? I mean, Jimmy Butler, the, the team played atrocious defense for the first three and a half quarters. Jimmy Butler defensively put that team on his back yeah. in the last five. The, the two blocks he had in the last couple of minutes, filthy. if you watch the way he plays for, for 40 minutes, and he leads the NBA in minutes, if you watch the way he plays, not just on one end, but both ends, and if he doesn't have the ball offensively, he's running around. I, I think we can track this, the amount of miles you run in a game. I think NBA.com actually tracks that. We should look that up during a commercial break here. Jimmy Butler is working his ass off. Not everyone can say the same thing. Jamal Crawford is offensively, even though he's not the most efficient scorer in the world always. He was last night. Uh, so everybody who's not playing at that level of energy needs to watch him. He's right out there with you, for God's sakes, and try to match it. And, and Wiggins is number one on that list, and there's a reason why he doesn't play in the fourth quarter of some of these games, even though he's going to make $25 million next year. Eight points, four rebounds, can't find an assist for a week. Do something else off the ball. Who else is in that we? I want to. Jeff I mean, Teague is in the Wii. But that is he expect? I mean, he's not here for his defense. Yes, he's got. He's no, not. But he's making twenty million dollars. Like, if you're getting paid twenty million dollars, you should. It's not as much. Are you good at defense? Are you putting in the effort to switch, to rotate, to put a hand in somebody's face, to communicate? And the only guys who do that on a regular basis, I think, are Jimmy Butler and lately, lately, Carl Anthony Towns has been better. But even he has a long ways to go defensively. But if they to go back to Dave's original question. If they fix nothing, if they just play like this, they're going to win between 46 and 49 games, and they still have a chance to win a first-round series, even with leaky defense because they're so good offensively, and they lose in the second round. If they fix it and they get better and they win 50-plus games, they win in the first round, and they still get beat by the Warriors or the Rockets in the second round. So it'd be nice to fix it. The end outcome is probably the same either way for this particular collection. But we all agree it's process. Getting to that point, and the Warriors and Rockets are going to age out in the next two or three years. You keep the core together, and you're building toward bigger and better two, three years down the road. Yeah, unless one of them adds LeBron James for the last three years of his prime, but that's another story. All right, Dave. You guys see the wackiness that happened in the Arizona Arizona State game last night with the yeah, cheerleader. The cheerleader getting, getting kicked out by a ref. Yes, he got the boot <laughs> second half because he was using his cheerleader megaphone thing to call out opposing players by name and heckle them, which you can't do. You can't use the me- the megaphone and do that. It's against the rules. So he got the boot. My question to you is, and just so you can't say Andrew Wiggins, I'm going to say it has to be an opposing player, Phil not a Minnesota player. If you were to sit courtside for a game, be it NBA or college, I don't care, and this has to be an opponent to current or recent history, who would you heckle to get kicked out of the game, and what would you say without cussing? <laughs> this this was, by the wow. way, this was three years, and we're lucky there was glass separating our student section from opposing goalies at Mariucci when I went to college, but We'd get a cheat sheet before every game with information about the yeah. other teams, like the goalie's parents who'd be or, sitting a few rows over. Or a name of an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had, the, the one I can throw out is when I was in college, Corey Beck, who was on those great Arkansas teams back in the, the mid-90s. The, uh, the basketball teams? Yeah. The 40 minutes of hell teams? Yeah, it blew me a kiss on his way off after they beat Missouri oh. by like 15 <laughs> points. Yeah. Pointed right at me, blew me a kiss, and walked off the court. So 
Didn't let me know he heard me until that point, yeah. which I think I would argue the referee maybe wait till a timeout and walk over to the cheerleader and say, hey, knock it off. Instead of making a big show during a free throw attempt, walking over and throwing <laughs> him out. Um, boy, based on what I've seen the last few months, I, I think I, I think I could get under Isaiah Thomas's skin pretty easy from what I've seen. Yeah, there's something. I mean, there's a reason target. why that dude keeps bouncing around team to team. Yeah, so if you're looking for, you know, if you're a fan and you want to make an impact, who Jimmy Buffett got thrown out of a Heat game once, if I remember. What? Oh, yeah. He was a season ticket holder, like second row, and a ref threw him out because of this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think just if you're asking me who I, who is a uh, a prime target, if I were, you know, second row fan and wanted to have some impact, yeah, knowing what we know now, I, I think I'd dig into Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I know Judd would say, like, pretty much, Judd would say Thomas Fanick, Miko Koivu, like any oh, of his. if we're going any sport, Sidney Crosby, because I can't stand him. I, I thought we were just talking he's basketball. One of the great players of all time. Why oh, can't... I can't stand him. Why? Oh, he's whiny, he dives. Oh, I can't stand him. You know, I would teleport myself back. I, I would take my DeLorean back to 1999, Chicago, August, and I would be in the front row of the PGA Championship heckling Sergio Garcia and counting his waggles. <laughs> so that's what I would do. I would, I would be one of the waggle counters getting under the skin of a golfer. I've never understood this, too. When they, so they play one rowdy event. Rowdy in terms of, like, they're cheering during your open. swing. The Phoenix, the waste management yeah. open. It's not even one round. It's like one hole. It's the 16th hole. It's a par three, and there's yeah. 20,000 people stadium seating, and they cheer the whole time, and it's fun. Golfers need to pump the brakes on the whole, like, noise-making distraction thing. If you were to add some level of, like, noise or buzz on a regular, consistent basis, they'd get used to it. But it would have to be consistent. The problem is when you get it's the, silence and the then camera a noise. click or the horn honk. Yeah. yeah, but if that's just part of, like, the natural the, buzz of a crowd, the greatest figure bit, it out. The greatest bit ever on the show Jackass was when they hid in the weeds. <laughs> At the high-end country club with an air, air horn. horn? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> All right, question three. You are at the Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show. I've played with you, Phil. I've never played with Chris Long, but having played with Phil, I'm assuming Chris Long is the better of the player between the two of you guys, yes, correct? Yes, he is. Uh, yes. I mean, there's, day. Day, there's days where i given day. I mean, Chris is Chris is a better golfer, but we overlap enough to where I can outscore him on some days. Fair yes. enough. Well, you guys have played with each other plenty, I know. So give yourselves, or give each other, I should say, the honest assessment. What is the thing that each other most needs to work on oh, to improve their game? Well, what, do, what do the other guys suck easy at? Easy for me. Well, I would say, uh, well, there, I'm going to answer that in two ways. I think Chris uh, gets a huge case of the of the slice, like the banana slice and hooks, where if Chris is. So Chris has a really listen to me right now breaking down mechanics of Chris's <laughs> no, swing. Yeah. So Chris has a really steep swing. Mm -hmm. So he gets a ton of loft. Mm -hmm. He gets more loft on his shot than anyone outside of like, you know, professionals that I've ever golfed with. But the problem is if his swing is off, he can if if you have a building or a home anywhere within 50 yards of the edge of the fairway, you better have plexiglass. Chris is able to hit it. In fact, we were at we were with our guy uh, Nick out at Deer Run yep. a couple years ago. And I think Chris put a dent into at least three different grills and hit maybe three cul-de-sacs over houses that were lining the fairways. So, but when he's got it going, that that high loft, your 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 iron shots kind of settle in, and it gives you a, a good chance to keep a ball on the green. So I I would say uh, it's a blessing and a curse for Chris. Yeah, I uh, have, have since started using irons off tees a lot more. So I'll answer <laughs> Phil's with with a uh, with a with a story. Um, Kind of like me, where my inconsistencies on the tee, I feel like a lot of times Phil, who's pretty consistent off the tee, he's, Phil and I would be a pretty good scramble team. Um, I take a three wood 
a little right to left and put it 240 right. yards maximum down the, yeah. What I've had to learn with my errant driving is getting out of trouble, which I usually can do because I don't try hero shots. <laughs> you sometimes make a meal out of things when you get off the fairway. Now, Dave, you, you pro- I think you've heard the story, but I'll tell it again. We're at Como Park. Phil, myself, Jamie Watson was playing with us that day. Uh, f- what hole is that? 12? Anyway, long par of five. So we both tried to stand on our drives, and I actually got a hold of one and was on the left edge of the fairway about 50 yards up from where Phil and Jamie were. And Phil was in some, some cabbage on the right. <laughs> now, I play ready golf. I don't mess around. If we're playing for a lot of money and we're being serious and it's a weekend round and we're not going to be quick anyway, I'll take my time. But if you're playing with me, you're playing ready golf. So I was the one man in the cart. You guys were two in the cart. By the way, uh, before you finish the story, so... My goal was, I even took a 7-iron. I was going to lay up short of the water. I was just looking yeah, to punch right. punch a 7-iron like 120 yards You're to sec- set up yeah. for my next shot. Yeah. It was a foolproof shot. It's, a, it's an easy club to handle, and it was a scaled-down swing. Yeah. So I'm ahead of them because I'm the one man in the cart, and I'm waiting for them to hit. And I'm kind of between clubs. I'm like, man, do I want to lay up? left where there's some fairway and I get a little more distance or do I lay up short of the lake and then go over so I'm kind of standing behind my cart looking at the green and I I was aware of where Jamie and Phil were had no reason to believe I was <laughs> anywhere that I would be in what is that? okay Chris like was if, not if, even really in front of us if, he was like maybe 20 yards in front but on the other side of the fairway Phil's line to the green was let's say it's 12 o'clock on a clock. Now, his layup might have been 11 o'clock. Because there's water involved. Yeah. yeah. I was at like 9.15. <laughs> yes. Not, yes. 50 yards up, opposite side of the fairway. And I looked over just to kind of confirm with myself, I'm good here. I look right as Phil's beginning his swing. So I turn, okay, I'm going to be up next. I turn to my cart to pull my club out. And I don't remember which of you yelled. I think it was Jamie. There first. was an "Oh my God!" and a "Chris, get down!" <laughs> it was. I heard. Phil, I think Jamie said something. Heads up, something like that. That is he talking to me? And then Phil, at the top of his lungs, screams, "Chris!" I I managed to just sort of turtle. It's perfect. I turned into my cart, figuring if it was coming in my head, I want to get my head. I wish. This is tough on radio. Everyone's watching here. I turn, so my head is by my golf bag. So my posterior is now pointing to them, and <laughs> Phil hit. So you know those, you know, like the beige walls we have in our studio area. Like Chris had some khakis on. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like the beige wall yeah. of Chris's ass, basically, standing and out of this golf cart. Phil's just rocket, worm burning laser that never hit the ground. It just, it was like a hooded four iron if he'd have done it on purpose, directly into the dead center of my right butt cheek. <laughs> Just nailed me. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a hooded seven. Listen, uh, the wind was a bit of a factor. It was right to left, Dave, in that situation. And uh, quite frankly, head on a swivel, Chris. If you're head gonna, on a swivel, look. If if I'm gonna get hit with a golf ball going 110 <laughs> miles an hour, that's exactly the spot on my body I want to take. It does the least amount of damage. And Jamie couldn't breathe. He was laughing so hard. He yeah. fell over. And uh, it's also like the last time he ever accepted one of our invites to point. go golfing. It's a good point. Not too shocking. Uh, the first time I ever golfed on a public course. I broke a window in a building in St. Cloud. It was a nine-hole. Actually, it was it was an 18-hole course. We were playing nine, and I think this was the tee shots on the ninth. And I sliced one. It looked beautiful off the tee, and it just kept going over a pond to the right to the right and knocked out the window on, like, the sixth floor of this building. 
we ran so fast to the parking lot, didn't finish the hole, and ducked for cover, glass sprinkling everywhere. Some of the courses I had the chance to play when I worked in Florida, I mean, there's multi-million dollar houses lining every fairway. Oh, my God. And I'm like, That's right. your fault. You know what? If you purchase a house that close to a fairway, even if it's a nice golf course, just because you're playing on a nice golf course, it just means you're rich. But, it but, doesn't mean that you're good. But me being arrogant 30-something at the time, oh, it's worth it for me to swing away here. You know, again, what I said earlier when we were talking... Yeah, if I can hit a 280, 285, I'm going to hit driver here. I bet I hit more money's worth of cars and homes when I lived in Florida than I will ever make ever close in my life. Dude, it is. I, there, some of those houses look very appealing, and I'm sure that's what hooks people in. Oh, I could just walk to the golf course. Yeah. Four? Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for us, basically. So once I'm off the tee, I'm fine. But, yeah. <laughs> we are hanging out at the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show, presented by 1500 ESPN. It's at the Minneapolis Convention Center Hall B. And just for fun here, since we haven't done this in a while, the starting with these two putts here before you before you knock this next one. Pressure. The next person to make a putt is gonna win. Let's go with the uh, Mint Callaway MD3 sandwich. We give that away. All right, let's try the Titleist Pro V fitted hat. You get a Titleist Pro V fitted hat. Let's say the next two people to make a putt will win the hats. Mackie and Judd, Chris Long in for Judd at the golf show. Adventure Bank Minnesota Golf Show is live on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd, except it's minus Judd and plus Chris Long here from Channel 5. Did you break it? No, it's just... Chris is already... The bar is only 12 steps away, and I don't think Chris went there yet, but... uh, Somehow I reversed. He has broken his headset. I'll get it, I'll get it. Here, let me pod you down making all this ruckus. We're at the golf show. It's the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show where tickets are just $14. Pod you back up. I'm back. It was backwards. It was on backwards. <laughs> um, and if you're 17 or under, it's free. Um, <laughs> and if you're an idiot, it's me. <laughs> I'm back. Oh, my gosh. Um, you... Forgive- forgivable in hour four, not at the end of hour three. Let's get to this for just a couple minutes here because mm-hmm. you found this story as well. I saw this last night. College basketball might be in for some mass changes and or punishments. So Rick Pitino was fired, and this was the tip of the iceberg. Where like, the, the FBI did We've a, all forgotten this story. Kind like, of, The yeah. story has cycled out. Right, even though they're just doing more digging yes. to, to get to the, you know, basically to get to the, to the top of the chain. Um, so Rick Pitino was found by the FBI to be part of this multifaceted, essentially this underground payment system it that was, loops shoe companies with basketball programs with 17-year-old recruits. It was money laundering. It's a to way to get $100,000 to a top recruit. Yes. Right. Yes. As many now, this is from Yahoo Sports, and the story is corruption case poised to take Hall of Fame coaches and top programs and lottery picks to task. As many as 50 programs could be involved. And, quote, half of the 16 teams the NCAA showed on its initial tournament show this weekend should worry about their appearance being vacated. The entire landscape of college basketball is at risk here, which isn't shocking, but I think... The depth for, of it. Yeah, for, for us to see all of the skeletons in the closet and then to see the aftermath is going to be fascinating over the next couple of years. Also from the story, quoting, in terms of NCAA rules, multiple sources told Yahoo Sports the material obtained threatens the fundamental structure and integrity of the sport as there are potentially as many as 50 
college basketball programs that could end up compromised in some way. I saw someone else tweeting yesterday, you're going to see this. There are going to be some legendary coaches that are going to decide to retire at the end of this season. You will know which programs are going to get hit. You're going to see people stepping away go, well, that's like the Pete, Ca- he had Pete a couple. Carroll leaving USC, mm-hmm. but on a much yeah. grander scale. He had a couple. I, boy, I thought he had a couple more years to go. You're going to see a lot of coaches stepping down. Um, this is going to be bad. And I said this when it happened because I really dove into the story, and I'm guilty as everybody else. I, I cycled right out of it and moved on to what's next. Um, the people said this is going to shatter college basketball, and it's going to push – I'm not as. I think we know what's coming, and it's going to be awful. And it's going to be ugly. Well, I think it's a good thing eventually. What's going to happen on the other end? Is it going to completely change the way? Well, it will completely change the way college basketball recruiting happens. Will this finally pave the way to? We can't stop this. We're going to pay players. Well, and that's that's the question. And we're we only have like a minute left, and this is probably another discussion yeah. for another day. But on one hand. If you're skilled enough to make a bunch of money at something when you're 17 or 18 years old, I think you should be able to. So for for if you're 18 years old and the NBA is telling you, sorry, you got to wait a year, I don't like that. I think step one is the NBA should just allow 18-year-olds to come. And you know what? If you underestimate or overestimate your that's draft stat, yeah, that's, that's a you problem. Easy solution. You can come into the draft, but you have to spend your first year in the G League. You okay. cannot play and then in the they NBA can, And then they can beef up the G League, so yes. that might be a, yes. worth another Done. discussion Done. at some other point. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Long's in for Judd here. Let's come back. I want to give you, we want to get your thoughts on the Vikings quarterback situation, but I want to set it up when we come back. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 